0: Welcome to the Lightning 50 e commerce growth hacking podcast brought to you by Bright Pearl. Want to turn your business into a cash generating machine? You've come to the right place. This bite sized podcast reveals the technology secrets fueling the world's fastest growing online brands. And for our host, we have retail industry expert Caroline Baldwin. She'll be sharing her own wisdom and experience as she interviews high growth e commerce brands to uncover their secret tech tools and tips for success. Let's get started on supercharging your growth. Here's Caroline. Hello, I'm Caroline, and welcome to the Lightning 50 e commerce growth hacking podcast. Today, we're speaking to John Lane, he's the CEO at Passenger. John, thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing today?
1: Um, I'm great, thank you. I'm delighted to be on the podcast, delighted to be on the list. So I'm happy to share what information I, I can with everyone. Oh,
0: well, thank you so much for that. Um, so what would be really great for our listeners is to understand a little bit about your business today, what it does, the customer it serves, and how e-commerce has helped to get you where you are right now.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably worth um, sort of almost going up a level in, in thinking about the, the The overall market that we 're playing in, so passengers are probably part of the the out what we'd say is the outdoor industry the outdoor industry is is grown massively in the last few years, obviously it was amplified by covid, but I think we've still seen that growth carry on there's been some data that 's come out saying that the European outdoor market for apparel grew twenty percent last year you know we 're not seeing a slowdown, and I think some of that's reflected in People's mindsets post COVID and during COVID, where being outdoors became really important, it hasn't gone away. It's even more important after COVID. People are still tied to screens. People still need to disconnect to reconnect. And so we have been in that market and you know for almost ten years now. So we you know we've always thought about it as escapism, meaningful escapism, wanting to enable people to get outside and reconnect with nature with themselves, with their friends. And you know, that's been our mantra from day one. So we're really focused on producing responsible clothing, responsible accessories in in that area. We've probably been through a number of different stages of growth from what we would call passenger 1.0 to passenger 2.0 and and probably where we are now in in passenger 3.0. But I think in terms of in terms of context for the for for getting on this list, that you know what we've really been able to do over the passenger 2.0 has really put the foot down and, and we think there's a lot more to come.
0: Fantastic. Well let's talk about the list. Your year-on-year growth rate I have down here is 363%, which is absolutely incredible, which has led you to be number three on the UK Lightning list. How do you think you've achieved that?
1: I think the key thing we've we've really tried to do is 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 focus the business. Um, Whilst the business has been going for 10 years, I got involved in the business three years ago, along with Justin Stone, who's the executive chair of Passenger. And we, we had some previous experience working together, building up a business called Surf Dome. And when we met Richard, who's the founder, who's still very heavily involved, we just thought that this aligned so much of our ideals and in, in, in what we wanted the business to be. So we really sort of turned the business into fundamentally, a direct-to-consumer business away from a more wholesale-type business. So, for example, our, our revenues in 2019 were half a million. In 2021, near 11. So we've seen really, really strong growth. And that's really has been a function of building the, a platform, a process around direct-to-consumer e-commerce
0: really capitalising on these wider macro kind of consumer trends that are going on. I love, I've, I've seen here that one of your mantras is adventure first and product second. And you're in this the sustainability area, which is another massive trend at the moment. And I suppose if you're talking about getting back into nature and going for long walks and that whole covid mentality of that's all that we could do for such a long time and we realized how good it is for us ourselves there's no well no use in you know going to be in nature if you're not actually using sustainable products while you're you're there it doesn't seem to fit quite well so those two trends is that something that's been part of the business from the beginning
1: yeah definitely i think when when richard founded the business it was always a case of wanting to put back more than we took and really trying to make sure that we Designed everything and produced everything with a, you know, as sustainably as we possibly could, and it's really hard. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of hard decisions you have to make about what you do and you don't do. But we we have that as part of the DNA, so we have a really strong team here where you know they they will take the lead on 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 a lot of that stuff. So we don't have to set it from top down; it becomes a you know bottom up process driven by you know everyone in the company. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, sustainability is super important. I think also one of the key things for us is making sure we do that at the right value. Um, we we don't believe that it should be a premium price necessarily attached to every single sustainable or responsible product. We think there is a right price, and we want to make sure that we hit that right price. You know, it should be for everyone. It, it needs to be democratic because actually we need to all make a difference. And I think you know one of the things that we're You know, we're aware of is just all our all our little actions can can add up. So yes, we know we're not perfect. We know we've got we have as a business got a long way to go in terms of a lot of our responsibility and, and sustainable programs. But we're we're making steps. We're we know you know I think like you and I and everyone at home. We've got we've all got to do a few more things to help us along that route. So, so yeah, it's absolutely essential for us to, to keep that as part of our DNA.
0: Trustpilot, trusted reviews read by millions of consumers turned into revenue. But how exactly can reviews impact revenue? Our webinar on the 23rd of November titled Make Your Reviews Work Harder will leave you fully equipped with the knowledge on how to use reviews to fuel your business's growth. We want to make it easy and tough times for businesses to unlock the power of consumer reviews. So we'll be teaching you all of our tips and tricks to get started. Sign up to the webinar today and you will receive one month free on our standard plan to get you started on your review journey. Head to marketing.trustpilot.com forward slash make your reviews work harder. And you've touched on, you know, sustainability is not an easy task. If it was, we probably wouldn't be in the difficulties that we are now. But equally, we need we can't stand still and not do anything about yeah. it. incremental—it's all about incremental gains. So, what talk to me about some of the challenges that you have been facing over the last year? Have they been sustainability related, or have they been wider business problems?
1: I think that I think we've we've been really lucky with the fantastic set of suppliers that we've been using, who have been able to to work with and make sure our product is is where we want it to be in. in in sustainability and also find some new suppliers who can really, who we can work with to really try and you know push, push the boundaries on that. I think the the challenges probably over the last 18 months have probably been more operational. We saw, for example, shipping costs go through the roof last year. Um, we spent, ended up spending money where we didn't want to in terms of getting, so we had to get product in so, so we could actually sell it. So that's probably was our biggest issue over over the last year. But then I think, you know, we've been fully focused really on trying to build a technical platform that enabled us to grow. And we we we've been very clear from day one that when we you know when Justin and I came into the business, that what we wanted to do was have a sustainable, scalable business, and and that meant you know we wanted to operate in a in a way that enabled us to plug in different services to our 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 platform and enabled us to grow and you know as businesses go through different stages of growth what you often find is that what is good for one stage of growth is not good for another stage of growth so for example it's very easy to use google sheets to to manage a lot of stuff but there becomes a point when you can't and so uh, one, one of the challenges that we've had over probably over the last nine months has been as we've reorientated the business again and changed again away from being pretty, pretty much 100% DTC to starting a wholesale, back into a wholesale business again and starting opening up accounts like John Lewis, it becomes how do you a question of how you manage that. And you then need to start changing your platform, reintegrating other services. And that's where Brightpool came in for us, was enabling us to 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 build a platform that is going to manage our future growth.
0: And you're a fairly really new, new um, customer of Pearls. Tell me about a little bit about how that integration went and moving into this next stage of growth for you.
1: So integration was pretty swift. I mean, we we got it live in 80 days, which I think the normal target is, is 100 days. We're, we were very keen to put our foot down. I think one of the benefits, that we have as a business is that when we decide to do something we really focus on it we really make sure it happens so we got it done it's in the business it's really helping us manage that wholesale side of things we've also at the same time or literally just afterwards actually moved our warehouse so we were able to manage that warehouse move within Bright Pearl very easily and as we look to future growth whether it's bringing on new wholesale clients or opening up other warehouses around the world as we as we scale our international growth it, it's become very important to have that central hub where we're not we will be able to manage our orders but also make sure that we're accounting for stuff on the right in the right way through you know through bright um, pilot to zero
0: fantastic so let's talk about some of the other technologies that you've been using you're quite um quite a prolific user of instagram how's that helped the business recently
1: i think we we've, I mean, we've been we've been on instagram since since day dot I think and I think it's just generally been a focus of us to making sure that we're always building out the brand. We're always focused on 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 that on Instagram. So I think that's that's really helped us really get our message across. And you know, social social generally is, is been fantastic for that, and it's you know that plays that does play an important role in our in our customer acquisition strategy. But I think one of the one of the things I will say is that the 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 platform for us that we we work in is all about making sure that we're operationally efficient, mm-hmm. so you know for years we've operated with um, a wMS called Peepvox, um, as well as shopify and we've learned lots of lessons from previous existences running surf and in, in in other businesses, and so we've really tried to hone down and make sure that we've got a really tight set of platforms that we're using together with and out of that we can build our processes and out of that we can work out actually what roles we need in the business so we're not we're not having we're not having to have too many people in the business and we can keep our fixed costs low
0: fantastic and what are the kind of new technologies you're looking at on the horizon that you think you might be either you put implementing next year or maybe even in 10 years down the line
1: well i think i think The area that I think is most interesting for us is the whole area of of the no-code, low-code movement. I think there's a lot of very interesting stuff around being able to build your own apps using um, tools like Airtable and perhaps using Stacker HQ as an app layer on top. Because I think one of the things that's very clear is that there are parts of the business where it's very difficult to find a service out there that does exactly what you want mm-hmm. and it's always the case that if a particular service is promising the world it's unlikely to deliver so you want a particular app or a particular service with one particular thing and there will be things unique to your business where you actually need to go and build something but it's better to build it in, in my view on a no co low basis than it is to try and to build something purely out of, you're out of code out of the back. And I think that's, so I think we'll see an explosion over the next couple of years in, in apps like that, which enable companies to really get efficient and really, really build out their, their platforms in a, in a really sort of cost-effective way
0: Fantastic. So we're coming to the end of our conversation. I just want to touch back on the Lightning 50 list. As I said, you ranked number three of the fastest growing brands. So, what does that recognition mean to you, the business, and obviously your employees as well?
1: I think everyone sees it internally as a mark of recognition of what they've managed to achieve. But I think everyone also looks at it and goes, well, Actually, we've achieved that, and look at all the stuff we're not doing. Look at all the other stuff we can be doing, and we, you know, we see, you know, a real pathway towards. I mean, we, we should we should hit somewhere around the thirty million mark this year. You know, we, we see a clear pathway over the next few years towards a hundred million pound business. So we so we really see this as a stepping stone, a sense of validation for everyone involved that we've made the right decisions along the way, and there's. You know, there's plenty more to come from us
0: fantastic oh john it's been brilliant speaking to you today thank you so much for all your insight and your time as well and a massive congratulations for making number three on the uk list
1: brilliant thank you so much it's been it's been a real pleasure
0: and to our listeners out there thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast we'll be back with you with another episode very soon